Welcome, welcome, welcome to season two of the Diversity Dish podcast. My name is Sidrola Maruska and I am your host. I cannot believe that we are in season two. Season one spanned 12 months. There were, were two months in there, I think, where we didn't have any episodes, but 12 months and it's doing great and I love you guys. I can't express to you how much I appreciate your continued support. So welcome to season two. I have a cold, if you can't tell, and I was going to wait until my voice sounded better. Then I thought, you know, this is real life. And what we're talking about on the podcast is real life. So I might as well get on, do this recording, because who knows how long it's going to take my voice to get back to normal. So here we are. It is 2022, and I'm going to tell you, we weren't sure we were going to make it into 2022. I want to tell you about our Christmas miracle before I get into any other information that we're going to be doing this year. But on December 22nd, we decided to take off to drive to North Dakota for Christmas and New Year's celebrations. My husband is from North Dakota, so we take this drive about twice a year and we drive from Massachusetts. Why do we drive? Very good question. Because flying into Bismarck, North Dakota costs about as much as it does to fly to London, England. So we don't have that kind of money flowing through us twice a year. So we drive. Plus, we want to take the puppy and we don't feel good about putting him in baggage claim, in baggage. So anyway, we took off on the 22nd. And about 20 hours into our about 36-hour drive, I'd gotten tired. I had been driving for about eight or nine hours. don't remember. My husband had started the drive. But I'd been driving, and I got tired. And so I gave my husband the wheel, and then I promptly rolled over to sleep. And while I was sleeping, I felt my husband hitting the brakes And I was like, what are you doing? He was like, I'm testing the brakes because the roads are icy. It's raining and it's really cold and the roads are icy. And I could feel the car slipping. So he was gauging what would happen if we got to a position where we actually needed to stop the car. So I rolled over, went back to sleep because he's adept at driving in these conditions. And I was way tired. Then at one point, I heard, oh no, while I was sleeping. And as I woke up, my face was facing the passenger side window. I saw these trucks kind of going past us, but I could feel that we were just sliding. And as I sat up, all I saw was a tractor trailer in front of us and we were sliding straight for it. So I'm going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. 
waking up the two kids and the dog just sits up and everybody's like, what's happening? And we stop three feet from the tractor trailer in front of us. Here's the thing. On the passenger side, there was also a tractor trailer that had run into that first tractor trailer. And so I, we sat there waiting for impact. And the next thing was we heard bang behind us, but it didn't hit us. The truck driver behind us turned his truck into the tractor trailer that was on the passenger side of our car and ran into the trailer so that he wouldn't run into us. Understandably, I'm sure he knew that running into us would be more harmful, that would cause more damage than running into that tractor trailer. But he also took his life into his own hands. As we sat there, and of course it's still icy, rainy, our car is halfway on the road and halfway in the median, which is why we were able to stop because of the grass. And we're realizing that we could have been dead. We would have been sandwiched between the tractor trailer we saw in front of us and the truck that would have hit us from behind. And who knows what would have happened. My son was in the very back row. We had a van. My son was in the very back row. My daughter was in the center and, and my husband and I in the front. And so I would think that I didn't want to think about what could have happened because it would have been horrible. But as it turns out, our car endured no scratches, no scratches, no crunches, no nothing. But as the reality of what was happening came to us, we realized that there were several cars ahead of this tractor trailer that was in the middle of the road in front of our car so we couldn't see up ahead that were involved in this accident. We later learned that there were over 100 vehicles involved in this accident on I-94 West in Wisconsin. We couldn't drive away because we were sandwiched. So thankfully, Red Cross workers took us to the fire station. They fed us, they gave us food and water. We've had a place to charge our phones, to get heat, and then they gave us vouchers for an overnight stay at a hot nearby hotel because our car needed to be towed from where it was and we would get it later on. The next morning, my husband was picked up by someone who worked at the towing facility. He picked up our car, came, picked us up, and we got back on the road. If that's not a Christmas miracle, let me tell you what the kicker is. The gentleman who risked his life and turned into the truck that was next to us so that he wouldn't kill us, his name was Emmanuel and his birthday was December 24th. 
the day that we were able to get back on the road to get to family to celebrate. There are so many miracles that happen in our lives and we just don't acknowledge them because they don't seem that big. Not as big as that anyway. But I wanted to share that with you because that's kind of how our, I don't know, new year started with an amazing miracle. And then the day that we were leaving North Dakota, which was January 1st, my son, my daughter, and I all developed symptoms of COVID. Life is funny that way. We developed symptoms of COVID, which meant that my husband ended up driving most of the 36 hours back home. I did get behind the wheel after taking some Dayquil, and then it was downhill from there. We got home safely, but no one was able to go back to school that first week in January. They went back to school in the second week of January. Then in the third week of January, both my kids caught a cold and were out for a couple of days. And then I caught a cold. And so here I am recording this as I'm fighting this cold and I feel like I've been sick all of 2022 and I cannot bring myself to be angry or upset or annoyed because I know that on December 23rd, we were saved. We're all doing well. Everything is going to be well. So I wanna talk to you and share with you some of the things that we'll be talking about this year. The privileges we hold and how we take so many things for granted until they are pulled away from us. There's this phrase that I heard, that we've been hearing for many years. I haven't heard it for a while and I think that it kind of ran its course, but maybe some people still use it. And that's the phrase of, oh, that's a first world problem. And I want to kind of address that. I used to, it used to make me cringe for more reasons than just that we lived in the first world, quote unquote. But now I'm realizing that using the term first world creates a hierarchy that puts developing nations beneath other the Western nations, which creates, again, this hierarchy based on the color of your skin. And so first world, second world, third world is not, probably not the best way to address any country, any world that we live in. That just brings me to what you can expect this season. This season, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. You'll notice that the images are going to be a little different, but you'll also notice that instead of only dining with friends, which is what I did for most of season one, there will be a lot of dinners alone, dining alone. 
And those are the times where I'm going to share with you information that I think is pertinent and relevant to the discussion of how do we create a more equitable and inclusive society so that everyone benefits. So there's not people benefiting from the oppression of others, but that there are no oppressed. So that everyone is on terrain and is being understood and is being taken into consideration. So we'll be talking a little bit about different areas that relate to this. And believe me when I say everything we do and everything that we come into contact with can be correlated to who is being oppressed in order for someone to gain in that arena. You're also going to notice that when I am dining with friends, I'm going to be amplifying mostly marginalized voices. I'm going to be sharing, or my guests will be sharing, first-hand accounts of experiencing oppression, experiencing discrimination or prejudice or running into racism in the system of racism. And then we'll have the a la carte episodes, the unconventional episodes to help continue to move the learning forward. Everything will be geared to your learning, to your growth and understanding of how we all fit into this world and how we all fit into this work of creating a more socially just environment for us, but especially for the generations to come. Finally, after every episode where I'm dining alone, I will be asking you to do an action step. It may be to watch a particular TED Talk. It may be to read a particular passage in a particular book. It may be to read an article. It may be to go out there and do something to help move the needle. But I'm going to give you the opportunity because as much as we like to ingest information, and I think it's really great for us to continue to learn, continue to grow. But just like in business, when we build our businesses, we can have all the best intentions in the world. But if we don't get out there and put some action behind it, nothing's going to happen. Same with this. We may have all the best intentions in the world, but nothing's going to change until we put action behind what we've learned. So let's strap in for season two of Diversity Dish. We're here to change the ways in which entrepreneurs and small businesses do business 
because they are a large part of the conversation of dismantling racism and white supremacy within the workforce. Just a little bit of facts for you. Small businesses, and those are businesses that are 500 people or less, they're all considered small businesses, make up 99% of businesses in the United States. And they employ almost 50%, about 49% of the working population. So when you take out that into consideration, small businesses and entrepreneurs really need to dig into the power that they hold, the power that they wield, and make sure that they are part of the conversation and not just part of the conversation, but they, they are putting action behind everything that they're learning. So let's make 2022 that year, the year that small businesses wake up to the power that they wield, that entrepreneurs and even individuals wake up to their singular power within the businesses that they work, within the organizations that they're in, within the industries that they populate and make a difference with their personal power. Thanks again for being here. I am so excited for the lineup that we have for you this year. So make sure to download, review, and share with your friends. I think that they're going to love what we have in store.